we're all protecting you. We have we all have protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. I was I so mad. Don't ever breathe. Don't breathe. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Buttered Pop Network. My name is Eddie Estrada. I'm here, as always, to real recap, real cap, recap, real housewives of Beverly Hills with my co-host, Armin. Armin, how you doing? I'm doing great, Eddie. Unfortunately, we're not in Provence. We aren't. Doing this recap. Provence and France. Um, no, we're just we here in, in LA. We're in Encino. We're in Encino. We're up here by Kyle Richards' house. Um... <laughs> Doing our thing. Uh, this episode of Beverly Hills, I thought it was actually pretty good. It was yeah. the first one, not absent of LVP's name in previous images, but she was completely absent from this episode. Right. And this was like the first real time I think we she's been completely gone because she was in the last episode a little bit, right? There was one other episode where I think she was completely gone. Completely gone? Yeah. Well... I've seen people online. A lot like, less LVP footage. Have you seen like the tweets of people online like erasing her out of like the the group of all of them standing behind the Beverly Hills and they're like, erase her, like get her out. Like, why are they still showing her tagline? Like I haven't seen that. It's been crazy. Twitter has been ablaze with people upset about LVP. Because if you guys have not heard, she officially did not show up to the reunion. Andy's even disappointed. I'm disappointed. She just decided to quit. Yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, y'all know my stance if you've been listening this whole season. I felt like LVP should show up. Vicky showed up. Her mom died on camera. And she was, everyone was against her for Brooks, which she had an act a part in, and she still showed up. And people are going, mm, LVP, she's so sad. No, grow the fuck up and do your job, bitch. I just would have loved. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went, I, I'm really upset by this, clearly. A lot of LVP fans feel like, what's the point of her showing up to a reunion where everyone is bullying her? Or they even kind of pick up on LVP's stance, which is the reunion is for reuniting. And there definitely wasn't going to be reunification. But as we talked about on last week's recap, the reunion is not all about reuniting. It can be. And even after that season with Vicky, everyone kind of got into a fight with her, but people were sympathetic. It wasn't like she was, I mean, she was a kind of an outcast after that reunion because of the whole Brooke situation, right. but people were empathetic. People listened whenever it was all against Bethany. Same thing. There was at least some resolution. There was some relationships and connections that stayed. But sometimes it's not about reconciliation, right? Like Atlanta season nine. Sometimes it's more about revelation, whether it's revelations because there's a few receipts, whether it's reconciliation, whatever, show up, tell your story, and then leave it for the fans to decide how they want to evaluate it. And clearly, there are still a ton of LVP fans. And I think that's why she didn't really feel motivated to show up. But I would have loved her to still show up. I said, I'm, and I will say time and time again, I love Vanderpump. I hate. LVP like she has really disappointed me this season it really bugs me and I understand she went through a lot I have compassion let me tell you but at the end of the day it's a bad look for her to completely dismiss the franchise dismiss her role what it has done for her 
She literally said on Twitter, she does not, um, she did not, she does not miss a moment of doing that show as the Beverly Hills, that she's filming pump rules now, that there is nothing that she ever cares. Like she's like, there was not a good one good moment there. Um, your entire life has been on that show. There were so many great moments on Beverly Hills that it gave you. Pandora's wedding was on, on Beverly Hills in case you forgot. Uh, the start of many great business ventures. I feel like this is how LVP copes, though. She By tries saying, to distance herself emotionally. Yeah, but like... I'm not saying it's right. I just think that's what she does. But it's at the same time, it's like, I feel like she's very dismissive of the show and the program. And she's like, I'm better than that. I have Pump Rules. Which, yeah, Pump Rules is a great show. But we loved you on Beverly Hills. You were... Th- yeah. Andy even said she was the reason he signed off on this franchise. He wasn't sure about doing Beverly Hills and then right. bam, he saw her audition tape and we're good to go. I mean, LVP was clearly the driving force of the first nine yes. seasons. It, the show will move on, but it would have been cool um, in regards to what you just said. If LVP acknowledged that it was a special time in her life mm-hmm. and the show played a big role in her life, even displaying stuff like Pandora's wedding, but it's time for her to move on as well. The show needs to move on. She needs to move on. They need to go their separate ways. But to say that it didn't play any meaningful role in her life is just dishonest. It is. It's. It makes me upset because I had a lot of admiration and respect for her and I lost a little bit of that. I mean, I still think she's a great businesswoman, a great mentor. I think there's tons of love in her heart, even though I do think she's, um, you know, capitalizing on the gay community. I do think she is an ally. Um, but... Give us Vanderpump Vegas! I mean, I would be here for it. Right? I I mean, I would 100% be here for it. Give but, us that, all is forgiven. But enough about yeah. Vanderpump. Let's move on. Let's go to Provence. Let's, Let's get back to Provence. So the ladies um, arrived to Provence with them and all of their belongings, which is seems like they could fill like three buses because these I ladies I they're pack staying light. there for a month, right? Yeah. Just like two or three months. It's just low-key. It's chill. Um, but What a gorgeous place. The place is incredible. The city around, I was literally looking at it. And I was like, oh, so like this is what Beauty and the Beast was like designed after. Like this is France. Because you only, whenever I think of France, I'm like, oh, I think of like Paris or like the beach, like the south of France. I'm like, right. okay, like those are the only two I've places I I've only ever been I to know. Paris. I've literally never been to Europe. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I've, it's you should on go, Eddie. I think you would love it. Eddie in Europe, Estrada, in Estrada Europe. takes e- Europe. E- e- e. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I think it would be really fun. My yeah. brother and my sister have gone. I've never been to Europe. You should go. I've only been to Mexico and Canada. I've only stayed on this land. Yeah. Those are the only two other countries you've and been And Belize. In. Okay. But Belize is in Belize and it's basically Mexico. You got to travel outside of this continent. I know. Yeah. Ugh, I have to hop the pond one of these days. You do. You do. You I'm put- like, I'm already nervous. I had this nightmare last night that I was like flying to Reno with my family, but like some of us were driving, but like my uncle was like flying like a private plane and I was like, no, I'm not going to go in. And then the plane crashed. But like my uncle does not know how to fly a plane and <laughs> I'm not going what to Reno anytime soon. What was this dream? Dude, I don't but know. Why are you dreaming about going to Reno? I don't know. Must have been a nightmare. <laughs> no offense to Reno. <laughs> no, clearly it was because the plane crashed. Um, but enough of my weird dreams and not having gone to Europe. Let's get back to actual nightmare that some of these women are facing in Beverly Hills and that is yeah. the fires in Malibu. In Malibu so, yep. Um, while they're all getting kind of like acclimated to France, they are still in contact with their friends. Camille, um, said thankfully they got the evacuation. Her house is okay, but she escaped with all the paperwork and, and Andrew Wythe. 
She has an Andrew right. Wythe that she cannot lose, which I don't even, I mean, I'm not an art person. Do you know? No, I'm not a connoisseur. I, I'm not familiar. But I, it must be an expensive work of art. It must be an expensive yes. piece. Because if she, if that's the only thing besides important documents she took out of the house, that that could maybe pay her house back. Maybe. Could but get her a new house. But it's sad to find out that, um, and we find this out com- later, Camille's house did burn down. But at this point yeah. in time, she thinks her house is okay. The woman can breathe easy. So they decide to start the night drinking. And these women get pretty drunk more drunk than i've seen them in a while yeah for bh for standards. bh though i mean you compare just, it to roni you know we watch roni and people are like falling in bushes and yeah. like stabbing their hands with knives right, falling off tables <laughs> heading on cops um yeah running away Com- from cops <laughs> Com- yes unfortunately uh comparing it to roni it's like what a tenth of the amount but of wastefulness but still these ladies are having a good time <laughs> for uh, bh standards yes But the good time ends because they do get notification that Camille's house is burned down. They get a video. Devastating. Um, They find out that Denise thankfully got the animals out, but they don't know, you know, if her house is okay yet or at this point. And it's a really sad moment because I kind of remember literally it was like the fire is 0% contained. Fire is 0% contained. Like it just felt like this fire was going on forever. And it was. And like Lisa Rinna said, it's not just Camille or Denise who are losing their house. These are so many people, yep. famous or not, that lost their homes those few days that the fire was like raging down in Malibu. It was yeah. so terrifying. When it hopped the freeway and it just started doing so much more, that was insane because of the winds. It was really terrifying. I forget the exact figures, but tens of thousands of acres burned. And some of it obviously inhabited. Well, the ladies are dealing with this. They're also dealing with a major hangover. Erica cannot barely even function. Teddy's the only one who goes to the gym. That was literally me in Vegas. Everyone was, we did not get home till 510 the first night. I woke up at 1030, went to the gym for two hours. At least you got five hours of sleep. Though. Right? Everyone else still passed out. Yeah. Well, no, people were starting to get up and get ready for the pool. You know, it was time to go, but. You know me. I had to. Get, I had to get a little bit of fitness in. <laughs> I'm. A, I'm such a teddy. Actually, I'm not. And I'm going to tell you why later in this episode because she sticks her goddamn nose in everything. Everything. And like as much as I liked her willingness to participate, right at this point, it's getting like okay. Here we go. Uh. Um, well, the ladies end up getting over the hangover and they decide to go to this beautiful market in France and they're you know trying cheeses, trying hats, walking bridges to nowhere. And they're just having like a really nice time. I thought this was really a cute outing. Yeah. I mean, I want to go to Provence now. I was inspired. Like, I feel like I could just like find myself there. Like, <laughs> Ypres love all of the cheese. The truffle cheese. I mean, Lisa Renna going, I, cheese, I can't get cheese right now. Like, I'm not in the mood for cheese. I mean, if you're in France and they're giving away free cheese on the street, I'm going to be eating the free cheese. If it's truffle cheese, come on. That stuff's got to be good. You don't say no to anything when you're on a trip like this. I mean, you gave me string cheese in this house and I still said (laughs) yes. You never say no to cheese. (laughs) I'm a big proponent of if you travel, try everything. Don't say no. I'm so for that. That's why I try all the different tequilas when I go to Mexico. Never (laughs) stop. Just try every single one. I've had the whole batch. That's not that adventurous. (laughs) You know, there's different types. There's like, (laughs) you know, you know. 
I love my tequila tastings. That's that's I'd like to taste the culture. Um, but, but try escargot when you go to. Oh, France. I would love that. I want. Yeah. I, I want to do that so it's bad. Delicious. I think it would even be, not in France, it's delicious. Here, if you go to an authentic French restaurant, have some escargot. I'm 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 like down. I've always do wanted it. to try escargot. Yeah. Um, but speaking of um, food and nutrition, we find out that um, Lisa Rinna's daughter is going to be going to school for psychology, nutrition, and wellness because she. Can I um, commend you on that segue? It was good. That was a very good segue. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but Lisa is very proud of Amelia because after everything we've seen her go through and everything that she's currently dealing with, with her eating disorder, she wants to be a light for others. And I feel like that's really admirable because this is a very dark and private and secret pain that a lot of people go through. And it's nice. I've said this before to see these stories told um, be, and you know, even just the stories told is being a light is being, you know, a hand to help, to hold, to show, you know, I'm with you, but Amelia wants to go one step further and really make a difference in these people's lives. And I find that extremely admirable and absolutely amazing. And Kyle Richards does too, because she feels so inspired by Amelia and Lisa talking about all of this, that she begins to tell her story. And, you know, watching this, I just had a lot of emotions and it was really inspiring and beautiful for her to finally reveal her truth. She mentioned that she didn't want to say anything before because she never wanted to get the idea in her daughter's heads that they weren't beautiful and they weren't good enough and that these things happen. And she was very careful about never saying I look fat in this or oh, I, I don't look good in this or my legs are too big in front of her daughters because she never wanted them to feel like the body, their body was something that they had to worry about. And I'm um, worried that they may follow in her footsteps. Yeah. Because, and, it, and I think Lisa says this, it's like, it's, it's not you. It wouldn't be you. It's the world around them that causes this. It's, you know, the people at school, it's the images that they see on TV. It's the, you know, affirmation that they get, like Kyle said, you know, for being thin. Didn't Rinna mention that it could be genetic? She said that the doctor she went to says it could be genetic, which I mean, like anything, I mean, it's a mental um, disease. I mean, it's something that you don't see yourself in the mirror that, you know, the same way that everyone else sees you. And you know, you don't look at food the same way that everyone looks at food and you don't, yeah. you know, deal with hunger the same way that everyone deals with hunger. So I do think, you know, it, it's more nature versus nurture as well. Um, and, you know, Which it's means in to, some sense it's uncontrollable. So Kyle can only do so much, but, but you're right. Was, it was a heartbreaking story. It was beautiful, though, to see these stories be told and to see Kyle Richards be so moved by Amelia's story um, you know, to reveal her own. Cause I, I thought that was really beautiful. What she said, she's like, I can't stand here and listen to this story and, you know, not share my story as well, not be moved to tell this, to, you know, what I've been through also, because it is inspiring when you see other people speak out, you're ready to speak out yourself. So thank you to Amelia, Lisa and Kyle for starting these conversations that are so, so, so important. Um, and I'm sure we're going to be seeing a lot more of, you know, in the future because, you know, once one person starts talking, everyone starts talking and the conversation just gets easier. Yeah, exactly. I think that's why we always commend it when people are open on reality TV, um, because 
like you saw in this interaction, one person's courage allowed another person to uh, find their own courage to be able to you know speak up and have that sort of cathartic release because I'm sure it was cathartic for Kyle to like finally be able to tell her story after nine years of being on reality TV and not doing so. Yeah, it was, yeah, pretty huge. Um, but after they um, have that conversation, um, they get back to the hotel or the castle, I guess, castle then they're yeah. in, the palace, um, and start getting ready for dinner. Uh, Drunk Rina is out to play. She's <laughs> had a couple drinks and a roadie, and she's good to go. That's literally me at Pride. Had a couple drinks, a roadie, and I'm <laughs> ready to party. Uh, so she orders water at dinner. <laughs> um, but everyone is ready to have fun this night, except for Teddy and Kyle. They are still upset that Lisa Rinna, as Erica Jane, confronted Kim in calls a... Calls her the C word. Calls her the C word. I've been called it too. It's fine. Um <laughs> Who hasn't been on the receiving end of the C word. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but as Lisa had said before, I mean, Kyle brought this up earlier in the episode and she brings it up again. She's like, you know what? Even though it wasn't the best of circumstances, even though I messed up, even though I made a mistake, it's leading to a good place. It started our road to recovery. It started our friendship. It changed the tides, which I think is the most important thing because at the end of the day, you could do something super screwed up. You can be a bitch to someone, whatever. But if it, you know, if the intention, you know, might not come from the best place, but it moves to a good place and it makes change, then let it be, let it go because the outcome is okay. And that's what Lisa's saying. She's like, just let it go. And according to Rinna, she would not have had the courage to have the dialogue with Kim if she wasn't in the Erica Jane persona. You know, is it the best means to that end? You know, probably not. She even says it herself. She's like, did I handle it the best way? No. Do I make mistakes? Yeah. Was everything I did right? No. She goes through that whole exercise, basically admitting that um, she was at fault in some way, but that allowed them to have the dialogue to then reconcile. So like, why are you tripping? Why Kim is isn't you? tripping. Erica isn't tripping. But Kyle and Teddy don't seem to think so. And that's the really weird part to me is that they are trying to find this alliance with Erica. That Erica's not having at all. She wants zero part of it. Erica's like, I think it was fine. She was Erica Jane. Like, you know, it helped heal her friendship with Kim. I'm cool with it. I almost feel like they thought the Erica angle would be an airtight argument. Yeah. Until she turns around, she goes, oh, come on. It's a performance persona. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when Teddy at one point is like, but we all just have to agree that you having a different persona was confusing. And everyone's like, no. No, just Kyle agrees. And I don't really understand their angle here, to be honest. So what I think what they're trying to say is they think Erica would be offended because Lisa Rinna as Erica Jane mimicking Erica Jane slash Girardi, which are the same human being is offensive is offensive to Erica because Erica would never actually do that. Yes. Erica Girardi would never do that, but Erica Jane, the performance persona, how many F's does she give? None, not one, but I get what they're saying on the surface, Eddie. Yeah. But Erica isn't offended and says no. so, but they still insist on this narrative 
and they won't let go. Even in Kyle's confessional, she goes, you know, Erica says she's okay with it, but there's no way she could be okay with someone mimicking her persona and saying the C word. Um, so what I'm trying to say is I don't understand um, what their ulterior motive is because I think this is just like a shallow on the surface argument. Oh, I do they have a problem with Rinna? No. Are they trying to take her out? I, Are no. they doing this just for drama's sake? I'm telling you what's happening is I think Kyle was offended that Lisa right. said that to her sister. I get Kyle's which angle. Which understand. I 100% get Kyle's angle. And yes. Teddy's just trying to save her slot for next season. Mm-hmm. That's her deeper angle. And I think that's been the case. And Doree called it out. Loki, Doree had it right. She was like, you know what? Teddy has, you know, a history of doing this. She has a history of sticking her nose where it shouldn't be. A single season history, mind uh, you. Yes, it is Season been nine. This season. And trust me, I like Teddy. I think she's a cool girl. I think she's fun. She brings something different to the show. She's the more like girls, girl, like chill ass girl, you know, whatever. But not when she is like, has to put her freaking nose in everything. It gets frustrating. Yeah, she is butting into every single argument. And frankly, it's annoying. I think she's overcompensating because most fans thought she was boring the last two seasons. And she has gone to the complete opposite extreme. So instead of being non-confrontational, now she's hyper-confrontational. But that doesn't work either. I was bringing this up to you uh, before we podcasted that great reality TV is still about picking your spots. It's not just like pure chaos. At least if you have an ensemble cast, right? Like take Bethany, for example, someone who gets in the mix a lot. And even on on the latest episode of uh, Roni gives advice to another cast member saying, get in the game a little bit, yeah, right? Have a little fun. Put your nose in it, you know? Right. But does Bethany get into every single battle? No. no. She picks her spots. She gets into many battles, right? But at certain points, she'll scale back a little bit because it does get overwhelming, I think, as a viewer to see the exact same dynamic playing out, which is, in this case, person A and person B arguing and then Teddy butting in. Butting in, yeah. It's getting tiresome. We need to see something a little different, a little different flavor. Because we don't know what she stands for. We're like, what is your stake in this? She has no stake. It's like, dude, come on. Like, You're just literally putting your foot in there and being like, me too. It would have been more interesting to see Kyle and Rinna just go at it and maybe the rest of them kind of stay on the sidelines. And if there's any sort of like spillage, then there's spillage and you see how that goes. But Not- this immediately became this like two on one, but they but they had to use Erica because their whole argument hinged on the fact that Erica would be offended Persona. by you mimicking her. Yeah. But Erica wasn't. And Kyle is Kyle. She doesn't really like confrontation, so she can't outright go, you offended my sister, I'm on my sister's team. So she's just not great at this, <laughs> unfortunately. At the end of the day, sadly. Yeah, let's be real. Um, so it just kind of flamed out. Well, BH needs a shakeup. I'm I, sorry. Well, okay. BH needs a shakeup. Brandy Glanville posted something about like they're talking to Kim Richards right now, which I think if they brought Kim, if they brought Kim and Brandy back, we would have some good flavor. Because just think. Brandy, Kim, Rena, those three, Denise, those four, that is a wild card game right there. Then you have Kyle like leading the pack, being the OG, take out Teddy, 
Leave Dorit because Dorit will be offended by everything. That's a gold cast right there. I want a complete overhaul. Really? If you need some continuity, and Kevin always argues for some level of continuity, um, and he has a great argument for it because there needs to be like a flow to it. It can't be Just so Just be a abrupt. whole new cast. Yeah, yeah, you know, I get that. It, it's like any TV show, right? Yeah. Uh, this isn't an anthology series. Center it around Rinna and Denise because they are longtime close friends. Yeah. And Kyle would still fit in there. Does she? They would. You think Andy would ever let Kyle go now that Lisa Vanderpump's gone? No. I, I know there's a lot of Kyle fan, fans out there, but she doesn't bring anything to the table in terms of drama. Not since Kim. Her and Kim was an explosive dynamic. Yeah. But what has she done since? I mean... There was this little moment with Lisa, but that was more Lisa-driven than Kyle-driven. She's also the richest, and she's the one who set up this Provence trip. So you also need that. Without Lisa You need it for the wealth? You need it for the wealth. Okay, so Kyle, Rinna... So just to keep an OG, fine, I get it. Kyle, Rinna, Denise, and then put four of their already close friends... Um, with them okay now let me counter this because there was rumors that kathy hilton was like gonna maybe join the cast it's not true andy already dismissed it but when kathy I was, has been on this show before and she's boring that but this is what we were saying because this is my dream cast this is what me and my friends are talking about listen to this so if they brought kathy back they would need to bring kim back too so you have the three richard sisters then you have denise the fourth richard sister <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Lisa Rinna. Yeah. Now, who's Lisa Rinna and Kyle, um, Kyle, Kathy Hilton's uh, third BFF? That'd be none other than uh, Chris Jenner. Now, now, wait. It gets better. And then Brandy Chris, because she's friends with no, Denise. Oh. No. Chris Jenner, Kathy, and Lisa. Chris Jenner wouldn't let... Faye Resnick. Exactly. She right. would not go on the show without Faye Resnick. So the cast would be Chris Jenner, Faye Resnick, Kathy Hilton, Kim Richards... Kyle Richards, Denise Richards, and Lisa Rinna. Now, that is a show that would be so insane. The, the, the 90s Friends crew. It literally would be so good because, like, if you You've think about Chris it. You've seen Chris Jenner's song, right? Yes. Yeah. I love my friends. Exactly. I literally am going to recreate <laughs> that for my 30th birthday, November 5th. And now I'm 30 because my birthday is on November 5th, too, because I share a birthday with Chris. I've been wow, that's this. perfect. I've been planning this for years. I have four more years till I'm 30. So, like, <laughs> give me some time. I got to get the I love my friends. Um, She's big on carpools. I just don't think there will be drama. That will be more for star power. Oh, but it would be so. I think there would be drama because you would there would be some disputes in that group anyways. And there already are. They've made it through hell and back, that group. Yeah, but they know how to bring the drama as well. You and so? all of their wealth together, that show would be insane. Imagine <laughs> the trips. They'd be like, because you know soon you're going to be able to like do like but see, I like the trips grimier to the space trips. station. I love the grime space station trips. Yeah, the International Space Station, you're going to be able to buy tickets for soon. They're like, literally, I read it on like NASA. I just don't care about that. <laughs> You know, one send, of, send the Richard sisters to the moon. One of the great trips in Real Housewives history is Roni to Miami, season eight. They're just staying in typical hotel rooms at a typical hotel. We have different taste, I guess. My taste is expensive. <laughs> that actually reminds me. So it's expensive to be Eddie. I was like, I just, an old tweet popped up the other day and I was dying I that I literally had to retweet it and go was I Erica Jane in 2010 because 
which, by the way, I was a junior in high school in 2010. You were Erica Jane before Erica Jane. Before Erica Jane was Erica Jane. Because I had the amazing tweet on October 24th, 2010. Work today? Ugh. But it's just money into bank! Exclamation point. I live expensively. (laughs) That's the entire tweet. First of all, I was working at Sky High at the trampoline place. I was not putting money into bank. I was putting pennies in the piggy bank. Hey, those, I, piggy, those pennies add up. Yeah, exactly. I live expensively. What? No. I don't know who I thought I was or what I thought I was doing, but you know. I love it. Life is life. You know, I met Erica Jane. I know you did. Yeah. I was with Kevin. Camille was in the bathroom. I remember. She was so upset. Um, but I think that's it for this episode. Ne- yeah, we covered it all. Next episode looks like we get a little bit more um, drama with yes. Erica. Hopefully yeah. we'll see things kind of go down. We're going to see more of what happens with everyone's homes, which will be heartbreaking and devastating. Um, I'm sure it will be a heavy episode. But if you guys want to make sure you don't miss a single BH recap. Make sure you guys are subscribed wherever you're listening, and that could be SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. And if you guys want to follow us on social media, Armin, where can they find you? At Armin Mahram. You can find Hot and Bravo by searching H O T and B R E V O D on Instagram or Twitter. And I'm at Eddie underscore Estrada. We will see you next time.